Hey, welcome back to the Infus Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And once again, two weeks in a row, this is take two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, this episode, episode 285, in 15 episodes, we have a very special treat for episode 300. Yeah. Hint, hint. Anyway, uh, so this episode, Daryl, I decided to call Sometimes You Don't Stick the Landing. Superhero yeah. Landing. Um, yeah, you were talking. You were talking about two takes. Maybe they should have done a take two for what we're about to talk about yeah. here. So uh, the subtitle, which was actually the title for a minute, is uh, "Captain a Disappointing and His Amazingly Disappointing Friends." So, <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Uh, all right. So this week we are talking about the Falcon. Oh, I mean Captain America and the Winter Soldier season one. Uh finale we are going to review nightwing 79 number 79 not nightwing the year 79 uh which would be kind of cool but it would be dick grayson as robin uh and then we have news bites around shang chi's trailer secret invasion news uh the netflix mcu heroes get a bit of an update um and uh then we're gonna do our our season finale pseudo review of uh spoiler free review of the falcon and the winter soldier episode six uh one world one planet or whatever it's called um are <laughs> <Word> people <laughs> i don't i don't I, I just don't anyway i don't um, care i don't <laughs> care um and then if you want to hear like our full thoughts go subscribe on patreon.com slash infos podcast where I personally am going to hold zero bars back um, to have it Katie bar the door, if you will. Um, like, JR will be listening to the podcast, looking at Jerry the King Lar going, oh, my God, King. Um, so, yeah. How much I'm going to rip Kate into this. So, so, anytime I hear Katie bar the door, I think of the program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Latimer. Yeah. Oh, Latimer. Put the women and children in bed and let's go looking for dinner. Yep. <laughs> uh, I like when he asks, are that. you hurt? Or are you injured? Are you injured? <laughs> yeah. I had a coach. I had a coach that like said that to me. Like when I was, I was young, like, you know, and so, you know, not being right in the head, like I am, like, yeah, I was, I was never, ever injured ever again. I was always hurt. <laughs> To the point where, like, you know, I ran a stress fracture through to a hairline fracture in my shin. Yeah, I was about when to say. I was legitimately injured and should not have been on the track. Um, <laughs> okay, David Goggins. <sighs> David Goggins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the first thing up is, um, is Shang-Chi. And uh, the trailer of Doom. <laughs> so, no, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So, I watched this. I only watched it once, now that I think about that's it. That's all I have to say about it, is that I watched it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did see a couple funny memes about it, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> like about the Asian parent being disappointed in their son or right. their kid. Yeah. <laughs> So, so apparently, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings official teaser is not playing well in the target demographic of China. 
Um, and I, I'm curious as to how many people here are saying, oh, I love it because they're afraid of not liking something Asian right now. Good point. Um, I, I, I think a lot, again, because we see this with, if, you know, I've been, I've been lurking and pseudo active on some of these videos for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's what I'm still calling it. Yeah. And people. Well, that's what it's called. I mean. Yeah. And people, you know, they they jump on you when you have a different opinion about this more vehemently than they would, I think, another something like, say, WandaVision. Sure. And it's because of that. You know the angle of so, you know, race injection, and which... so but with Shang Chi, right? We'll get to we'll get to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So with Shang Chi, right? Um, the martial arts part of the trailer was great. It's great. It, it, it's going to be a, a very nicely done action film. I have a feeling. Um, Shang Chi. So if Iron Man was a C list character before the MCU stuff started, Shang Chi is like a double Y character. <laughs> um, like I, I know who Shang Chi is because I've read comic books since I was eight years old. Um, my like the the most notable modern thing of Shang Chi is probably like ten years ago with Spider Island or right before Spider Island. Um, and I think that was about ten years ago. Um, I don't know. We're in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty time still. So like you know, centuries could have passed and we don't know. Um. But the most notable thing he's done really recently was he taught Peter Parker Kung Fu when there was uh, it was the Jackal who created these uh, dampeners so Spider-Man couldn't use his Spidey sense. And it was great. It was a great story arc. Shang-Chi is a very interesting character. I will say uh, in the trailer, I read more Asian Iron Fist than I did Shang-Chi. And yes, I I had that distinct feeling too watching the trailer. So it it was kind of like they're trying to like satiate some people who complained about Iron Fist being a white guy when Iron Fist is a white guy. Um, and you know, and and I personally dig Aquafina's weird little vibe as an actress. I couldn't tell you a single song that she does if she sings or raps. I have no idea. Um, but. I saw her for the first time in Crazy Rich Asians, and I loved her. She was my favorite part of the movie. Um, she's got the weird little sitcom show on HBO Max, and I've only watched the first episode, but it's very funny. And she showed oh, up in that? other oh, – I forget what it's called. Uh, oh, I, I didn't you know, know that. Okay, it's I'll so funny, it I forget what it's called. Um, <laughs> it's in my list. If you want to just pop into my account and look, it's, it's, <laughs> it's something with Aquafina. I don't know, but it's funny. and uh, Or the first episode was funny, and I definitely want to watch more. Um but, you know, people had uh, an adverse reaction to her, something about cultural appropriation, which I didn't bother to read because I don't care. Um, but, like, I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out what she was culturally appropriating. Um, do, you, do you have more in, insight into that? Like you said, I was thoroughly unimpressed with the trailer. But, again, this was like a teaser. I don't – when does this supposed to come out? September? Uh, yes. Yeah, when, so, when, so is Black Widow July? July, okay, because it was June and it got pushed back to July, and this was supposed to be July, so it got pushed back to August or September. Um, okay, so yeah. So did you see yeah, Black uh, Widow got a new subtitle? 
what is it? Black Widow in the unnecessary film. Well, that's better than <laughs> Black Widow and the unexpected fall, uh, the fall with the unexpected stop at the end. <laughs> Black, but, Black Widow in the basement. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so again, I, I like Aquafina, but she's one of those actresses or actors. You know, they're comedians that I like in doses. And if I get too much of them, they start to grate on me. And that's kind of how she is. That's how she was okay. in Crazy Rich Asians. See, so, I, so I it's not like that I don't Piglin, like her. Whatever her name was, Pinglin, Piglet, Pinglin, Picklin. Uh, I think it was Picklin. I, I thought she was great, and she was used just enough, and she was yeah. such a I, she was such a foil to how uptight um, Jessica Cho's character was. Uh, it was great, and the the couple scenes she had with like Henry Golding, I thought she was great. Yeah. So again, she is like, yeah, she gets put in doses or if she tones it down because there were i think there wasn't there wasn't uh, a scene where she actually toned it down in crazy rich asians and you saw a little bit more of her character but you know she's not going to make or break the movie the action looked good enough i just i don't know I, I again i got that same iron fisty vibes i'm just hoping for something more in the second trailer because yeah. again i'm gonna i'm gonna go see it i i i'm not gonna act like i'm not i'm gonna go see so it it's not like the eternals where i'm just gonna skip it right i mean i, I just i'll probably go see that too i mean it's like i don't really care about it honestly if i see it it'll be like the second weekend yeah so like I'm, not, I'm not i'm not rushing out to get the thing from the eternals yeah. And and again, this is the same thing with Shang-Chi for me. I I'm excited for well, I won't say I'm excited until I'm actually in the seats and the and the opening credits roll on Black Widow, then I'll be really excited. But these two Shang-Chi and the Eternals, it's it's there's nothing to about them to really for me to be excited about. So again, yeah. I, it's like Here, I it's like one of being a completionist you with Black Widow is you're gonna sit down and be like, yeah, no, we're rolling it back to next week. Yeah, or or it's gonna be like when I I think it was Gladiator. I had um like 30 minutes or 40 minutes into the movie, like the sound cut out for oh like no. two or three minutes. Yeah, luckily it was like one of the senators talking, you know, doing their back, yeah. you know, dealings. No, nobody but. nobody cares when the senator talks. Yeah, so <laughs> pretty much. I so, yeah, it, don't. Yeah, the trailer didn't do a lot for me, yeah. but we'll, I, we'll see. We'll I, see what it. We'll I, see what it brings. Like I said, I thought it looked nice, um, but at the end of the day, it's just. I'm not. I'm not really excited for anything in Phase Four. I'm, I'm not, except like some of the maybe, maybe some of the potential. Notice I said potential. Some of the potential stuff on the small screen. Yeah, that's. Like well, Loki's coming. I, I don't out. know. I, even I'm even so, the small screen stuff after what we saw today. Um, yeah. But I'm, then you say what? Remember what we saw in uh, with Wandavision? So we're one for two right now. Yeah, but even <laughs> Wandavision kind of like ended on like a, a down note, if you will. Oh, I don't mind uh, it ending. Which on the, I didn't like, mind I'm, it either. But like I'm I'm talking know, about did, yeah. I'm talking about like like the majority of my 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 friends online did not like Wandavision at all. And they certainly didn't like the end. And uh, so far, everybody like response, which 
admittedly I was in meetings all day. Like I only got to watch it uh, at lunch um, quickly. So uh, the some of react some of the reactions that I saw after I watched it are none too flattering. So, so um, it's funny you say that because most of my friends love the end of Wandavision. Yeah, and to we, and when we were talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was probably the most harsh on it, but all of them had issues with it. Like even though they said they liked it, they said yeah there were some issues with yeah. it. So. so. Yeah. Cool. All right. So moving on to uh, continue with Marvel. <laughs> this is a Marvel Make heavy episode. Marvel. Uh, you know, I could have called that episode. I think we called that episode <laughs> a long time ago. All right. So uh, Secret Invasion um, is is going to be a thing, uh, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, <laughs> so they have cast Amelia Clark, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Um, not Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. <laughs> um, in in a uh, she's in the final. This is according to Variety. So it says here she's in the final negotiations to join Marvel. Stu- you notice how they're calling everything Marvel Studios apostrophe whatever now. Um, mm-hmm. Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, the hot original series, quickly coming together at Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so it's announced as a developmental property last year um, of one of the many planned Disney Plus titles. Uh, Sam Jackson will be in there as Nick Fury. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn returns as Talos. Um, Ben Kingsley? uh, Yeah. Uh, Wait, it says King. Oh, Kingsley. Kingsley Ben Kingsley a deer? I don't know who that is. Yeah. He's going to be the villain. Okay. And Olivia. Or the main antagonist, I should say. So, uh, yeah, so it follows a group of shape shifting aliens who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Uh, Ben Arden has been set as the main villain. So, we're going to have good scrolls and bad scrolls. How are we going to tell the difference? Um, So, the ones that are green are bad. Is this scroll to say that? Um,. Well, all scrolls are green. Yeah. Do scroll lives That's, matter? <laughs> I was gonna say, is it gonna be like the you know white and green Martians? No, that would be a ripoff DC? of the the Martians from DC, which yeah. are, you know whatever. <laughs> uh, which were I think have been around longer than the scrolls, <clears throat> um, at least the green Martian shapeshifters. Anyway, uh, yeah, I for one. I'm not excited when I hear about uh, Daenerys Targaryen showing up and stuff. Uh, I thought she was fine as Daenerys Targaryen, um, but everything else I've seen her in, I've just kind of been like, her? <laughs> um, like, what? What? Why? Why? Why did they cast her? Um, I haven't actually seen her in anything else. I know she's in Last Christmas, which I actually want to see. Because, yeah, you know, I like. I, I do like her. But well, she was in Soy Low, a Soy, Soy War story. Uh, she was. In, I liked her in Star. I, I liked her in that. Fine enough, well enough, I should say. I like the action figure. Fine. The action figure was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. She was in Terminator Genesis, which is the worst, even worse than Dark Fate. I couldn't get past the first thirty minutes of that. Well, movie. it's because Jai Courtney has only ever been good in one thing. Actually, let me rephrase that. Jai Courtney has only ever been good in two things. Yeah. And Pretty it's, much. it's, you know, 
Terminator Genesis and Die Hard 5 or 6, whichever one he shows up as John McClane's grown-up kid who's a spy for the CIA, obviously. <laughs> Not at all Spartacus or Suicide Squad. Yes. So, although I will say Nick Terraby was a much better Captain Boomerang on Arrow. Yes. I love him and just, I mean, he was everything. Good it's everything. He's like Spartacus in the expanse. Yep. In arrow. Yep. And whatever else he shows up in. Anyway. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is a, I guess this is a big story because she's a big actor for that. What was the biggest show on the planet that just dropped out of the political zeitgeist immediately upon exit. Um, yeah, it's like people don't want to say they watched Game of Thrones after this the so, final season. You know, I mean, the last season wasn't horrible. It could have been yeah, better. No. It should have been. They should have added an episode, um, or better yet, um, the Double Ds should have just turned the show over to somebody else. Hundred percent. Because they're like, if they don't want to do it, then then get out. Let someone else do it. Let it. It needed to go on for three more years to tell the story right. <laughs> Instead, mm-hmm. you guys jetpacked your way through it um <laughs> anyway so yeah uh there's that and then let's move on to the next one <laughs> so the can next... i just start this one by oh, saying yeah. <laughs> that's so, what i think about this so all right so this is a mix of sports and uh mcu-ness um i, I just gotta say lebron james can go jump in a lake and stop saying the word ohio don't even say you're from here anymore dude we don't we don't we don't claim you i mean i never did but um so it says here with nba ratings in decline <laughs> disney tries to provide a boost with the marvel cinematic universe so disney owned uh msespn of china gotcha matrix uh <laughs> will provide provide a marvel themed telecast called arena of heroes Excuse me. On May third, on the for the May third game between the Golden State Warriors and the New Orleans Pelicans, um, that's not a marquee game. Uh, no, it's not. It, it, it's really not. Uh, the telecast will feature Iron Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Captain America, which Captain America, uh, Black Widow, and Doctor Strange as three D virtual characters. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Iron Man and Black Panther will recruit three players from both teams to stop an impending threat. For the Golden State Warriors, the pl- oh, they already announced that this is so stupid. For the Golden State Warriors, the players are Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins. Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball will be recruited from the Pelicans. I guarantee you Zion Williams gets hurt. I was about to say, he probably won't even play. Yeah. As the game progresses, the players will be awarded Marvel Hero points for each point, rebound, assist, block, and steal. However, they will lose points if they miss shots or turn the ball over. All right. This is the all they're doing is forcing these six dudes to just jack up shots. <laughs> like, it's seriously, if this is going to be like, do a three on three, like, you know, go get the ice cube, like, three on three ball. Uh, or three ball or whatever it's called, uh, which actually yeah, is yeah. fun to watch. Uh, that's the only basketball I'll watch anymore, by the way. Um, and do it there. Like this is stupid. Like th- this. I mean, the NBA is a joke as it is lately, but like this makes it worse. Um, yeah. So this 
Yeah. As they say, this reeks of desperation because no one wants to watch. I, I, I shouldn't say no one. Very few people want to watch the NBA now yeah. because one, and again, taking away my issues with the NBA well, from a basketball standpoint, because I've stopped watching the NBA years ago just because I don't like the product. That's just me. But there are people who actually like the product who have yeah, decided like to move me. away because, yeah, because the NBA. Well, no, not just the NBA. Sports is an escapist arena yeah, where we want to watch. I don't watch sports anymore. Yeah, where we want to watch something and forget about everyday life for two freaking hours. But now, with everything going on, the social over the last several years, these sports are trying to inject themselves in stuff that we don't want to look. If you want to, you know, be politically active, that's one thing. I don't care. Fine. You're a human being. You have, you know, you have your rights. However, when you inject it into something where I'm watching to escape that, why do I want to, why would I want to watch it then? And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people are saying, because if you look at the ratings over, you know, and they, they gave a couple examples of the ratings and how they were down from a similar game from 2019. Yeah. It shows that, cause I think it was like in the article, it says 34% of people said they have stopped watching the NBA because of the social justice stuff. Well, only sports, 11, just sports in general, yeah, sports. not just the NBA. And, and I think maybe only 11% of people said they stopped, started watching it more, yeah. which I kind of find that hard to believe, but whatever it's an escapist arena that we want to go to. I don't care about the crap that these, they put on their jerseys. Mm-hmm. Whether it be football, you know, I like, I love college football. Well, hold on, hold on. Like before, before we start dunking on the NBA, let, let, let me let me finish something here. Oh, okay. Not only will the telecast feature a number of Avengers as 3D virtual characters, um, augmented reality characters, um, but commentators Ryan Rucco and Richard Jefferson. Is that Rip? Yeah, no, that's you're thinking Rip Hamilton. Oh, uh, anyway, yeah, Richard Jefferson. Yeah, you're right. All right, so we'll be set up in a Marvel themed studio to call the game, and they will be joined by Angelique Roque, uh, who will provide analysis. Vice President of Programming and Acquisition at MSNB, MSNESPN of China stated, We we're eager for fans to experience this unique, innovative presentation that will pair Marvel and ESPN exceptional storytelling and production. Um, I didn't realize ESPN was in the... Oh, wait, never mind. They are in the business of telling stories. They put it under the guise of news. Here's the funny thing. This is this is why I really wanted to talk to this. Um, douchebag LeBron James is in sports jam two uh coming out later this year by the way don't watch it just don't uh don't support that guy in anything that he does um but he's in sports jam which is a warner brothers movie with all the looney tunes characters or not looney tunes yeah yeah looney tunes yeah looney tunes you're right uh and uh they couldn't get the looney tunes characters to do this like to tie into their their uh alleged biggest star yeah, that, that's kind instead of they gotta go with the yeah. Disney owned like Marvel shoehorn like it's just ridiculous um but yeah no your ratings um well one the es ESPN is getting beat by things on like a and e and AMC <laughs> and the food network <laughs> you know um it is although I have been watching food network stuff uh, oh, tournament yeah. of I mean, chefs yeah, so like that's actually the food pretty network 
Um, yeah, it's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> but I mean, like AEW and, and even WWE with his crap ratings crush the NBA right now. And not just in like the overall viewership, but in the key demo. That's 18 to 49. Bad. Like AEW yeah. is like the number two show on the night for the key demo on cable. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a good it's a good show. I mean it's good wrestling. Um but yeah, this is just I mean, people don't want to watch this. Uh so the Yahoo News YouGov found thirty four point five percent of respondents said they were watching less sports because of social justice messaging. Only 11% of respondents said they were watching more sports of social justice messaging. I'll tell you this. I've watched so little sports over the last few years, I should probably just call it sports ball because I'm not a sports fan anymore. <laughs> well, I... I mean, that's yeah, not true. I'm the, still a sports fan. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, the only sports I watch consistently is, you know, combat sports. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, I'll, and a lot of that times I'll watch those on, you know, just online. I'll yeah. catch it. You know, I'll, I'll yep. look up a fight or something. Like, like I like that, the adventure but... sports, like all the Red Bull series stuff, like um, like what crazy motherfucker can we put on a bike and throw them off a mountain and see how they get down it? You know, sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, crushed Ice. Have you ever seen Crushed Ice? No. OK, so Crushed Ice is great. It's it's a it's a ice course that they make and it's pretty much just a downhill. Uh and it's four guys, and they ice skate downhill and go over jumps and, like, some obstacles and things like that. And then at one point, they have to skate, like, up a steep hill and then down and do a big jump to finish. And it, they're going through, like, turns, and, and, you know, it's amazing. And it's – I still want to try it. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, these guys are crazy 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 but it's it's awesome so um but yeah no there there's so many other things to watch besides the nba and i'll tell you with what we've seen from marvel lately it's gonna be some weird you know uh thing i don't understand why they're trotting out black panther related to anything marvel since they're not gonna recast chadwick boseman with john david washington it's almost like they didn't think about it and they're they didn't think about it from the standpoint of what they're doing for the future they're just thinking hey black panther is very popular or was very popular when it came out so let's use that yeah yeah they didn't they didn't think this through no it's not, not even it's this bit. is a very bad idea uh it, although i yeah. wonder if like i almost notice i said almost i almost mm -hmm. want to tune in just to make fun of it but I I will do something else with my time. Yeah, like beat myself in the head with a hammer, throw myself into a lake, um, eat a bee. <laughs> That's the bee thing doesn't sound fun at all. No, it doesn't maybe. sound fun at all. But it's more fun than watching hey, an NBA yeah. with AR Marvel people in there. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's go to our last bit of news bite here. And uh, so the Netflix MCU characters are are mostly coming back, apparently. <laughs> so you found this one. So this was from MovieWeb. Uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and the Punisher rumored to return to the MCU, but with a twist. <laughs> I always, when I see that, I always say it that way too. Thank you, Robot so. Chicken, for that. What a twist! <laughs> what a twist! What a twist! 
Um, so yeah, so sources have claimed Charlie Cox is Daredevil, John Barenthal's The Punisher, and Kristen Ritter's The Jessica Jones will return to the MCU, um, but they won't be the Netflix versions. Uh, left out of that headline, though, is the most important uh, Netflix TV character, and that is Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin. Well, in the other art, well, like later well, on, he's in the, in the article. article. They, I'm saying he should have yeah. been. It should have. It should have led with be, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, the best character across yeah. all of these shows, will return. Uh, they're going to recast Luke Cage, which makes zero sense because Mike Coulter is the perfect casting for that. Um, and Iron Fist, which Finn Jones was the least perfect casting for that. <laughs> the only thing I can think of with Mike Coulter is he's in that show Evil, which I don't even know if it got picked up for a season two. Um, Mike Coulter's in another show. Yeah. Called it's Evil. on. Yeah, he, he plays actually... Uh, a priest, or um, I think, is it on TV or like streaming? It, yeah, it's, or it's, is it? Like, it's on stream. It's on Netflix now, those, like, but it was Quibi on... Originals or whatever. <laughs> no, it was on <laughs> CBS, maybe. Okay. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so it, it says was... here the idea that Marvel reboot characters, but with the same actors, suggests that the Netflix shows were rendered non-canon. Much like everything else from the now defunct Marvel television, this does not come as too much of a surprise as Kevin Feige had very little to no involvement with many of these projects. But the idea that they will keep the actors while rebooting the background has been established uh, does seem a little silly, especially with the likes of Daredevil and Jessica Jones were so well received. Um, so the best thing about this article was the very first uh, comment from bruce fanner it says this not does does not come as much as a surprise as kevin feige had little to no involvement with many of these projects no wonder they were so good nothing against kevin <laughs> feige but part of the greatness of these netflix shows was the realistic nature in which these anti-heroes were portrayed real life is sometimes r-rated disney needs to find a way to address this instead of making everything uh, making every title family friendly. Marvel Studios has tried very hard to stay true to these characters, and fans deserve that. As far as I know, Deadpool will be the only now only now Disney owned title to remain rated R. Even the Blade reboot will get a PG thirteen treatment. I just hope the stories don't suffer as a result. That right there sums up everything that I was thinking when I heard this. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, there, this is like that double-edged sword. I love the fact that they're recap, they're they they're bringing these actors back. Although, again, Mike Coulter not being back, unless again it was a schedule perfect, you know, casting. conflict or something. Dude, I loved him as Luke Cage, but that double-edged sword is we're ta we're leaving out the stories that were so damn good, like Daredevil. All three seasons were you know from good to great. Yeah, you know, I I really love the first season of Jessica Jones. Uh, I loved Punisher. All of Jessica Jones. I'm I'm not even gonna pretend. Yeah. that was my favorite one of all of them. Yeah, the Punisher. Okay, the seasons of the Punisher weren't as good, but Burnthal, his introduction in season two of Daredevil was amazing. Yeah, like and it's just it's it just seems like a, it's a shame that they they're gonna leave these stories out 
and meaning not referencing them. Although if we get another kill grave, if they bring Dave Tennant back or something like that, I mean, in one way I would like it because I loved his character so much. Yeah. In another way you think about it again, what that comment said is all these are the, the MCU water stuff down. They're going to bring Kilgrave back, but it'll be a woman and it'll be the purple woman. Um, yeah. And the purple way. And even if, <laughs> and even if, and even if they didn't do it that way, they're not going to go into what he did to Jessica Jones, well, no, which it, is a. So the other thing too, that the Marvel Disney plus stuff has been doing is they're not going to have any cool, cool ass hallway fights. It's going to be all abandoned warehouse fights. Yeah. We saw that a lot in this last six weeks. Like, did you just hear my eyes roll? I felt like you probably heard it because yeah. like, it was a minor tremor across the entire planet. That's how hard I rolled my eyes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, again, I like that these actors are, be- are being brought back. I, actually, I love that they're being brought back. But I don't like that we're just abandoning the stories that yeah. made them right. so endearing to me. So, like, I don't like and to I, us. To I don't people. like like stands. You know, like the the term stan is is creepy and weird. But mm-hmm. I am all in on Kristen Ritter. Like, I, I I bought in early on Kristen Ritter when when stock prices were low, and I've got diamond hands, and I refuse to sell. <laughs> um, she she like you know she was great on Veronica Mars. She was great on Breaking Bad. She was great when she got her own series, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23, or Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, as they they sanitized it down to. And then when they cast her as Jessica Jones, I wasn't sure, right? I like my, my diamond hands wavered a little bit, and but I held on, and she was perfectly cast as Jessica Jones. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she was so good in that show and and she's a tasty dish yeah and and what again one of the things i love about these series is as again going back to that comment the real world is sometimes pretty messy and we don't get to see that much in the mcu we we no even even though it sort of try they try to tackle tackle that issue you know with the blip and was still a stupid term the blip with the snapping. Uh, Let's just call it the snapping. Yeah, yeah, the snapping in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was they went like one level deep on it. Yeah, we'll get to the Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and no, and again, <laughs> that that just goes to a, a a bigger, broader point on the MCU as a whole, not tackling things the down and dirty right. the way that daredevil did that the punisher that mm-hmm. did that luke cage did that jessica jones did yeah i'm not yep. gonna say iron so yep 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 i mean iron fist like had some down and dirty moments to it like yeah and he, season he two was uh, far he better didn't he didn't own shoes he yeah. <laughs> uh he was still a billionaire even though like he'd been dead legally dead Sorry. for 20 years uh, he was just allowed to walk right back into his family's company uh, with no education uh, other than telling anyone who would listen that he's the Iron Vest. I mean, that's real. That's things that real crazy people who end up institutionalized do. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, enough. So we're going to take a break from Marvel for just a second here. Um and palate cleanser yeah we're gonna palate we're gonna cleanse the palate uh with uh nightwing 79 
Um, so the summary for this one is Nightwing has inherited Alfred's fortune, a puppy, and a whole lot of questions. Who is Marizuko? And what is her relation to the man who murdered Dick's parents? We already know that. He, anyway, what sinister plan does Blockbuster have for Bloodhaven? What kind of dog food is best for a three-legged puppy? That's a Kibbles! that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> and to answer these questions, Dick is going to need uh, a little help from his friends, past and present. Um, so I like this issue. I don't love this issue. Um, I, I I like I like the the third panel after he orders two slices of pizza and Barbara says, seriously. And she says, what you're billionaire now. He goes, all right, four slices, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and then, uh, you know, it it gets into why he loves Bloodhaven. Like I I really liked the way this, uh, this episode was going at first. Um, I did like how she called him out for wearing the tightest costume of any of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the self confidence. Yeah, thing. that was pretty funny. Um, the the statue of like the kraken and the whaler is, is pretty freaking sweet. Like, if I lived in sick. a town yeah. with something like that, that would be my favorite spot to go to. Um, yeah. So, and then it opens up, and and it's got uh, a homeless man and his son. I'm guessing they're homeless, um, because they ask if he's got some spare change, and then. Um, you know, Dick being Dick gets the idea and, and, and has them invite everybody they know back to Marvin George's, um, Marv Wolfman, George Perez, uh, pizza, 24 hours. Um, and Dick buys pizza, buys food for everybody and it's letting people take, take food and, and, and everything. And, uh, he offers to put, uh, the guy and his son up in the hotel for a month while they figure things out and he's going to check back in. Um. And then he's been pickpocketed, like the world's set, well, the world's third greatest, fourth greatest detective and third greatest martial artist has been pickpocketed, and uh, then Barbara blows up the text chain about it. <laughs> so I think it's hilarious that they have the, the bat text chain, right? Group or bat chat. So, <laughs> like, so this is not a bad issue. I just think this would have been a better like fourth or fifth issue, especially after everything that happened in the first one. Um. But yeah, like this was it, it started off kind of funny and then it got real dark. Um there's there's a guy with a metal mask with a heart extractor. Yeah. And uh he he kills the 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 homeless dad. Um which is is uh I, I will say the the art I really like the art. Um this is this is Bruno uh, Redondo. I, I like I I haven't always been super super fan of his art, but I kind of like the kind of pop like pop art way he he's drawing some of this and and um I, I really do like uh, the coloring and and everything that's in this book. It, it just it fits Nightwing kind of like Phil Hester. His art doesn't fit every character but it fit green arrow really well especially a kevin smith green arrow that's that's like um like tad ramos tad ramos is uh spider-man doesn't like his art doesn't always work for everything but i really like his spider-man you know what i mean um i don't know how you feel about this yeah so one thing i did like about the art when so let me go let me backtrack real quick 
I love the bookend of this. Yeah. And what we were saying, talking about beforehand, it was this is like the perfect bun in the sense of how it starts and mm-hmm. how it ends. But there is just a little light on the toppings in the middle. Yeah. Like, so it starts off where, you know, I love how he's, you know, that kind of like montage of where he's saying, I never, I was never afraid to fall because I always had a safety net. Right. And it was whether it be with his family, the Flying Graysons. Uh, Bruce, his other father, mm-hmm. Alfred, you know, the Teen Titans, all of this. And he's trying to figure out, you know, what he wants to do, you know, with the fact that he wants to do more than he's doing. Right. And I love how he finally understands by the end of the issue what he wants to do. He right. wants to be a safety net for other people. So I love that, like that bookend of him mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. And yeah, him getting pickpocketed was, I love that. Yeah, I just it, laughed. it's, I was it's like, very this, rich. Um... Yeah. I was like, this guy who is this badass who does all this stuff, and he got pickpocketed. Hilarious. Um, but the the part that where they lose me is when uh, Boss Maroney is there, and he doesn't recognize this woman that he's talking to. It's like, how do you not recognize one of the city council members of Bloodhaven? Like, you, you're you're now, supposed to know everything. Like, and so and, well, know, one thing they do mention. Is they they call they they do a call back to him being shot in the head and yeah. the barbs. She even says like you're not going to remember everything. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. So but I think like knowing who the city leaders are and like yeah. you know unless she's like new, they haven't really said how long she's been in office. Because I'm thinking right. the name Zuko would like be a, a warning sign for him to follow this. She's going to start firebending. Goes well, <laughs> maybe. Um, she more likely she will start jerk bending. So, and Sokka will come by and ask her how the jerk bending's going since there are a couple of jerks. Um, I love that scene. Um, so like like that the whole thing with like Boss Maroney and his his um his mooks, uh, is where it kind of loses me. I will say the splash page in the middle of the episode issue, uh, where he jumps off the building over the bus, over the car, and just, like, Superman punches that guy right out of his shoes. Uh, yeah. I love it. It's great. Like, I and, and like, one of the great things about Nightwing is, is because he's so acrobatic, um, it really gives these artists a chance to do something different with how they show what he's doing. Um, and and I, I like how um, Redondo like really like showed this because sometimes what they'll do is like the the last one will be like almost or whatever. The first motion is almost imperceptible. Like, and it, it just gets uh more and more solid until you get to the final, like, you know, where he is now. But I liked how he didn't do that. It just kind of is the same, the same, uh, like just washed out version of him until he gets there. Um, I don't know. I really, really like that. Yeah. And then, um, in the the like the next page when it shows he's done and he's kind of like he's done a pseudo superhero landing, but it's kind of a bow at the same time. It's just the 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 you know you can take the boy out of the circus, but you can't take the circus out of the boy. Yeah. <laughs> and and so my question here is is Melinda Zuko saw this, right? She she yeah. saw how Nightwing entered the scene. Like I feel like this is enough for her to know that Dick Grayson is is Nightwing because she's got the Flying Grayson's poster. She's obsessed with Dick. You know, 
she she if she doesn't know already, I feel like this would be a great way for her to like know. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm just looking at what you're talking about. The look she's given him as she as he's you know bandying about. So yeah, I this was kind of the slowdown part in the issue for me as well, but with you mentioning something like that, you know, what he's doing, will she, it'd be enough for her to pick out who he is. Yeah. That could, that could add that, that little nugget right there could. I mean, they set her up in the first issue as a very capable villain. Right. Or, or if she's going to be a villain as a very capable person. And, uh, you know, so, so yeah, I, I like that. Um, I think him finding the kids camp, um, was a little weird. Um, but I liked, I liked the decision, like you said, that he came to, um, and I liked how he was like, no, just like keep the wallet. Like, um, but the kid, the little girl saying, please don't hurt us. You know, like he's not Batman, (laughs) like not that Batman would hurt a kid, but, um, the, the, the little, the little like thought bubble as he's, you know, swinging away. Bloodhaven never fails to hurt me. This is a place that he loves. And, yes. and Tom Taylor, Tom Taylor really understands this. Um, whereas Jurgens did okay with it, but like Bloodhaven is his is his adopted home, the one he chose. Um and and so, you know, he wants to save it so bad, but it's, it's this abusive relationship. Um but yeah, it, it's just I don't know, and and like you said, uh, the at the end, uh, he wants to be the safety net for the city and catch the people who have fallen, and then we end with uh, heartless. I guess I'm I'm assuming that's what they're gonna call this guy standing over the the dead body of the homeless man. Um, yeah, I mean this is this this was, it's a fine issue, right? Um, and you know. Uh, uh, pickpocketing street ur- street ur- street urchins out of five I- i'm gonna give it a three and a half like it- it's you know it's really it's really better than average i just think this would have been a much more powerful issue three or four issues from now yeah with with him having a few issues you know reacquainting himself and reacquainting yeah. us with this journey of of this version of him in well, the city and everything and him yeah in in seeing Blockbuster, maybe a little more of Blockbuster, like we don't see any of Blockbuster, but seeing right. a little more of what Blockbuster has planned for Melinda, and because you you inter- in the first issue you reintroduce Blockbuster, you introduce Melinda Zuko, um, you know you introduce a crooked city council, and now you've now introduced Heartless, um, until they give him a name, I'm calling him Heartless, um. And, and and it's it's kind of is that too much? And we didn't even see the puppy really. We just got that Dick was curious if the kibble was any good. Yeah, and he, the puppy ate so. twice his weight kibble. Yeah, according to Babs. So, yeah. So. so yeah, I give it a three point five as well. Yeah, you know, so, it was it was good. Yeah. I I think it was too early in this new run for a you know that kind of slow down type because yeah. that's what this is yeah kind of, that kind of introspective slow down type well, issue where the yeah. hero's kind of reevaluating his priorities and stuff like that and again i think i think you're right this is a reevaluation issue that could have been 
a few issues from now, even two issues from now, I don't know, um, where he's been like, go, go, go. Uh, and, and, you know, he's he's not a character who is easily frazzled. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you see that here. He's not he's, you know, he's upset. He's embarrassed that he lost his wallet, but it doesn't stop him from tracking it down. And in the meantime, saving those kids from the mobsters, you know? Yeah. Like that doesn't nothing slowed him down. Um even the the tent city of kids uh he he's he's more ashamed that he scared them than he is uh shocked, you know? Like or he's taken aback, but he's not it, it's not throwing him off his game. Right. So, but it it leads to the I want to be the safety net for the city. Uh, I want to catch those people who have fallen again, like show us like, and, and, you know, longtime readers understand Bloodhaven and, and longtime Nightwing fans understand what a, what a cesspool Bloodhaven is. But if you, if you show us more of that, like it just makes what happens in this issue, especially losing the homeless man, uh, all the more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, it's so, good. Yeah, Martin. That was the same Martin. Yeah, but I think it would have been better if it would have been properly positioned. And who knows? Mm-hmm. At, maybe a few weeks from now, after we read a yeah, uh, a few months from now, after we read a couple more issues, we'll be like, okay, this was properly placed. But right now, from what the first two issues we have, I think this should have been a couple issues out. Yep. So, um, you know, like I said, three three out of five or three point five yeah. out of three point five out of five. Yeah. Yep. It, it's a good issue. It's a solid issue. The art's really good. The writing's really good. It's just, it feels out of place. Yeah, it does. So, um, all right. So, on to our last story. Uh, the Captain Falcon and the Winter America. Wait. Uh, the, Try that again. The White Falcon and U.S. No. Um the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Episode six, uh, one planet, one world. Um, <laughs> one world, one people. Uh, okay, I, I, I just got to say, um, this is a bit of a spoiler, but I'm so happy Carly got got. Um, I wasn't happy how, though. No, I was just happy she got got. I, I, yeah. I would have been okay if like she fell down a manhole um, no when i say how i meant how they played her death uh, well yeah i did well, not like the, that the uh the outcome of of sam's decisions following her death didn't make a lot of sense but we'll get deeper into that in the commentary so um sam's got the new costume which is very nice it's fantastic I, the only thing i don't like about it and and I don't I don't like this about any of the superhero costumes, is when they do the little like half cowl where they leave the top of the head open, um, because in comic books, that's just like a pixel wide. In reality, it it makes your head kind of look weird. Like yeah, that, uh, Kid yeah. Flash, his head looked really weird with that open. Especially when his hair was short before he grew it out on the Flash. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that 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 was the only weird thing about it. Um, it. Yeah, that bugged me too. 
But, but other it's, than that, I it's really a minor like it. gripe, right? I mean, this yeah. is exactly what it looked like in Nick Spencer's um, hundred yeah book hundred uh, percent. It, it's it's comic accurate to to the T or to the to the feather, um, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought uh, the use of the new costume was good. I liked when uh, when he made his grand entrance shield first. Uh, that mm-hmm. was really good. Um, he's got like multiple red wings now. Yeah, it's, it's an upgrade. It's so I'm assuming the wings are, or some vibranium or something. Cause I mean, get, uh, yeah. wet Wesley, uh, Bucky got them from the Wakanda. And so, yeah. you know, they'd like, I mean, they like the their vibranium are pretty stingy with their vibranium though. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. Um, yeah. So we, we get Batrock showing up. Um, we learned that Sharon is the power broker, which we've known since she showed up, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah, I will say I, I really liked Walker in this episode. Yeah, I, I really did. Too. Um, I, I, I thought, I, you know, it's so funny. Like I saw all these memes about Walker where it, uh, it showed, it was like, uh, oh, who was it? It was like showing a picture of somebody who, like, you know, killed somebody and, and went to jail. And it's uh, Walker, you know, kills somebody and gets away with it. And it's like, well, the other person you're talking about, like, just killed somebody. He killed a terrorist who killed an agent of the U.S. government. Like, you know. And was was going to help kill him. Yeah. So. So, you know. Uh, it's there's it's that. little details like that people tend to, like, when when people don't like a character or don't like something somebody does, they they purposefully leave out the details that change the whole context of what happened or what was said. Well, here, yeah, because here's the thing with Walker, right? You and I, like, I, I'm not gonna speak for you. Um, I liked Walker the entire time. I really liked his hero's journey. Oh, that he yes, went through. I. Um, one of my favorite parts of this is this of this series is he's the best what part he of the went show. Through. Yes. I to, I, actually, let me rephrase. He's the second best part of the show after Zemo. Yeah, Nemo. You're, you're um, a Nemo fanboy. I'm a Zemo stan. A Zemo, Zemo. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dude, he's, I, I'm, he's, a, I'm a Zemo maniac. His that club video of the extended <laughs> version of it is yeah. great. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, his dancing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, we got a little bit of Daniel Pearl in this episode, so that was good. Um, you know. Uh, his butler. Don't mess with his butler. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> mess with the butler. Um, so I I liked the action. I thought the action was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Sam in the terrorist van or uh, hostage van was a little unbelievable. I would have liked to seen like Bucky and John actually like do something there instead of watch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm always excited to see George Pierre show up and stuff. George St. Pierre show up and stuff. Um, so it was nice to see Batrock back for however brief we got him. Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to break down here and yeah, without spoiling too terrible much, um, Sam going to see Isaiah Bradley was like Sam going to see Sarah. Um, it, it kind of slowed things down. It had a nice, like. Uh, outcome you know uh, when he told right. him to get cleaned up 
uh, and and took him to see what he showed him. Uh, I I liked how Isaiah's grandson called him White Falcon. <laughs> yeah. I mean the suit, the suit's all white, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just how did you? Okay, so you're 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 black, so I'm gonna ask you to speak for for your race. No, I'm kidding. Um, I I felt like Sam's uh monologue there at the end was out of character for Sam. And and you so, can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I also think he he made Carly a martyr instead of of you know so so carly who killed plenty of people and and was planning to kill more um gets martyr status and and that doesn't that didn't sit right with me and that's exactly what i meant by i did not like how her death ended up how it was portrayed yeah uh, okay, so there's two things about Sam. You know, I love Sam in this series, and you know, you know, the struggles he went through, you know, internally about you know taking this mantle, I'm not good enough or whatever, and finally getting here. His speech, one, if if he was in a say a here a Senate hearing or something, okay, that's fine. But I just he it was just out of character for him to just go on and on and on and on in where they were and you know it just happened you know in the situation where it was at it was yeah. overwrought it was really heavy handed it was way too long yeah well you know what uh, it felt how, like is what? the scene in Tommy Boy when he tricked Dan Aykroyd into buying the brake pads because they were on the news. <laughs> But with that being said, uh, so that part I didn't like. It did not hit me like they were trying to hit it. Right. You know, right? They were trying to. You know what did though is when, even though I thought like we've talked about Isaiah before, I've loved the scenes with him and Isaiah because yeah, I even though I even though I disagree with Isaiah's point of view, I love that I can understand it from what he's been through. Yeah, and I love when Sam told him, you know. Uh, basically, I'm not going to stop fighting for this country right. or something along those lines. Yeah. I, like I didn't get it right. That, like for whatever reason, that really resonated with me, and that showed me. And again, that was just a reminder of who Sam was versus the long over, you know, that overdrawn speech, you know, after Carly and you know him coming flying down like an angel holding Carly's body, like she yeah. was. So I, don't I, think I didn't like Malcolm that. Spellman understands Sam Wilson. I he and does he's the showrunner and and you know I'll, I'll get to the, the the article you sent here in a little bit but mm-hmm. um he's the showrunner and and I don't feel like he understood Sam or Bucky really um I I I I feel like both of them were caricatures of who we saw and maybe it's because the Russos are just such good storytellers that not none of this is gonna live up to any of that yeah and and again what spellman did he had moments of good of yeah I, of being close to uh, close to reaching that but far too often it it was slogged down mm-hmm. by a, an antagonist that really did not feel i didn't 
feel that antagonist in the Flag Smashers. Right. It was it was it was bogged down by unnecessary, two on the nose virtue signaling. Right. It was bogged down by plot points that weren't necessary and didn't really give us payoff. Pay, yeah, payoff in the end. Right. So there were moments where he actually nailed Sam, like nailed Sam's character. Like when he, like when again, when I just said when Sam tells Isaiah, "I'm not going to stop fighting for this country." That is a true essence of Sam Wilson. And there were other moments yeah. too. But there, then there were other times, like you said, where it was, again, the speech you were talking about, that's – Sam would not do – like that's not – I don't see Sam doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, from what we've seen of Sam Wilson throughout this – you know, throughout his MCU journey, throughout this series even, it was too much. And the same with Bucky. Again, there were moments where he nailed Bucky, although – I, I have to probably put more of that on Sebastian Stan's performances. Yeah, I mean, this and, is what the sixth time now he's come out as Bucky and 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 killed it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think Spellman, it, it was. It, this came off as someone who has you know potential, but really needs some years or some to clean up his you know his craft because mm-hmm. again, there were moments where he did just fantastic work on the show and then moments where it's, it just fell flat, right? Not just from a, a, a narrative standpoint, but a character arc standpoint. I agree. I, I do agree with that. Okay. So you sent this article and um, apparently I, I don't, I, I'm curious as to, it says it's official or officially in the works. So Captain America 4 officially in the works from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner, which is Malcolm Spellman. Um, so, yeah, I like, you know, it says here that Anthony Mackie will headline his own film as Captain America uh, with Captain America 4 from Marvel Studios. Spellman will return uh, to pen the script with Dallin uh, Musson. Uh, which will likely continue the adventures of Sam Wilson as he embraces his role as the new star-spangled adventurer. Given how the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier shaped up on Disney+, Plus, this is not surprising. And after all, of uh, the teases the show creators made about a second season, this is the next logical step. I, I, I don't, I mean, The Hollywood Reporter is saying casting and directing prospects are currently unknown. So, you know, but it seems unlikely that the project would continue without Mackie or having the Winter Soldier in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I will say there's one thing. I'm really happy Chris Evans didn't show up. I, You know what? What is the word you like to use all the time? Gravitas. That's me. What's Bla- the, what, uh, your oh, word? Blasphemy. No. Sedition. <laughs> Restraint. Oh, Farfig Nugan. <laughs> oh no, you're right. Yeah, they had. I do like to say restraint. <laughs> um, yes, they had restraint. I was shocked. It's probably because Chris Evans was busy, you know, doing something stupid. Yeah, it's like um, I don't want to put on that old man makeup. Well, he took all the stupid with him. Remember? <laughs> yes, he did. So, so um, about that yeah. article. Uh, one of my buddies, he actually sent it to like in their chat earlier. And what I said was like, I, you know, I, I love that Mackie is getting his rightful starring role. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I am not, I am not sold on Spellman being 
put in charge of creating that story. And one of my buddies replied, you know, I really like the show, but would like to see someone else in charge who can punch it up a bit. Uh, Like, I would not only like to see someone who is uh, could punch it up, but someone who's just like a better storyteller. Yes, 100 percent. And man, I miss the Russos. I miss them so yeah, much. The Russos are great. They're, so, they're the best. The, the That community, the paintball wars episode was great. Yeah. Oh, is he did that? Yeah, they did that. That's how they got. That's how they got. uh, How they got on Kevin Feige's radar. Yeah. Um, Which one did they do? Did they do all three or four? I don't know if they did. uh, Yeah, I I don't know which ones. The best one was with uh, Sawyer from Lost. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, that's how they got on Feige's radar. Is because it's you know there was comedy, there was ensemble, there was that action. Yeah, Yeah, but it was one half hour episode. Yeah, but I mean that's what you know. So I don't because they did a lot of like they were in community for a bit, I believe. Um, so, but yeah, he liked that, and again, probably some of their storytelling on there. And yeah. I, I don't know what else they did. I know they did a couple other small things, but that's how they were. You know, that's one of the stories. You know, they and both fight, both they and Feige have told about. You know how they got on his radar. Okay. Yeah, I mean the 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 Russos did. Um, like Arrested Development and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I will say, like, I, I, I just thought they didn't. He didn't handle. Oh, they did. He did Empire. That's the other thing he did as a producer oh. and writer. I never watched that. Spellman so. didn't do any Community. Oh no, I was talking about the Russos. Oh, the Russos. Sorry. Yeah. No, the yeah. Russos did that. Yo, you're absolutely right. Yeah. They, they did the one. Um, no, I thought you were talking about Spellman. My bad. I, I got oh, no. no, Spellman has done this hip hop uncovered, truth be told, his, hers, the truth, empire. And then he is writing the screenplay for Muscle. I don't know what that is. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Empire, Our Family Wedding. He wrote the screenplay. Um, the making of the sopranos road to respect tv movie he was the game writer i don't i don't know oh and he was the game writer for the video game okay um he was in 40 he played malcolm and uh yeah he hasn't done he hasn't done a whole lot so this is the thing that's bothering me about marvel right they're they're plugging these obscure people with with not a lot of uh credits and and throwing them into these like high budget things that maybe they're not quite ready for. Yeah. And on, on one end, I like that they take chances, but to your, but at, at the same time, this is not just kind of a small series. This is something big. Like you said, this is, you know, event television type stuff, especially with the budget and, yeah. and all that. And I mean, it looked, as, it looked really good, but I, I put that on, on Kari Scogland, the, uh, the director of every episode um yeah you know but like the director of the episode um in tv is you know one of the the least oh carrie sorry i keep calling her Kari. i don't know why carrie scoglin like she did a great job directing this and you know i mean she's done she's done some interesting things she did five episodes of the handmaid's tale she did one of the episodes of punisher 
which did Walking Dead, The Americans, House of Cards, The Bastard Executioner, which while that show was shit, it looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. Penny Dreadful, Sons of Liberty. Um, oh, she did all three episodes. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she did. A, she killed it as the director. There were um, some great shots in this series. Yes. I mean, just fantastic shots. And, and, and to be honest, like, if, if this is what they're gonna do, then Spellman needs her because mm-hmm. her her visual storytelling saved a lot of that shit dialogue. Yeah. So, um, so I was texting Matt Mitchell earlier, um, and we were talking about Carly Morgenthau, uh, and and he he wanted to know how she got into America, and I just said Southern border. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Flag Smashers, like the, I think really the Flag Smashers is probably the last thing I want to talk about. Um were the dumbest and, and most useless villains in the history of television. They were bad. They they were absolutely bad. Like one, not one of them could act. No, they couldn't. No, they not, couldn't. Not not and, one, not one single one. And of none them of them had ever. backbone. Because how many instances throughout the series would Carly do something and they would look at her like, "Oh my god, what do you think you're doing?" and then they right. would go along with it. Well, and and so Kelly always looked like she was about to cry, right? Yes. And and some of the flag smashers looked like they just really needed to poop. Um <laughs> like they just had these weird or I'm sorry, Aaron Kellyman. Not Kelly. Um Kelly, Aaron, Carly, whatever. Um <laughs> Emphis Nest looked like she was going to cry the whole time. <laughs> um and in reality her character from Soylo, a Soywear story, is not that much different than what they did with the Flag Smasher here. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I think of. Uh, I, I just look at this, and and I think of the missed opportunities from this show. Yep, should have could like should have been what should have been or could have been. I would have liked to see one more episode where they were able to stretch what happened in this episode out, have it end on the cliffhanger of the flag smashers getting the uh the hostages, right? And mm-hmm. have Walker show up and then fade to black. Yeah, it's... and then stretch out that fight for 40 minutes, the the last fight for 30 32 ish minutes and then 10 minutes the 10 minutes of wrap up that we got so yeah so this is the thing about yeah the wrap up felt you know i like some of the stuff in i like the you know the whole family barbecue thing or you know at the dock and i i really like that uh but one one thing on the action that all the aerial stuff and with sam's wings were fantastic absolutely there there was something lacking in the hand-to-hand combat that we that wasn't lacking in the previous two episodes. Right. Previous two episodes, the hand-to-hand fighting was great. Well, I were... I think finding a stunt double for Carly Morgan that was probably kind of hard. Um, because I don't think Kellyanne or Aaron Kellyman did her own stunts. Um, whereas you know, uh, what's her name? 
Sharon Carter. Just totally. Emily Van Camp. Emily Van Camp can do some of that stuff. Um, and, you know, but yeah, I, I just, I, I don't think they had the same level of stunt choreography. Um, and one of the things that, you know, in the, or I think it was the Den of Nerds. Let me rephrase yeah. that. Yeah, like the Den of Nerds mentioned that there was a lot of reshoots in this episode, oh, which really? again, I can't, can't confirm or deny uh, as far as, and that's what he was mentioning, some of the issues that I, we're talking about right now with the fights and the abandoned warehouse type stuff in this episode particularly was and he mentioned some of the shots with, with like with gsp and stuff and he, and again i could again i don't know for a fact but there were there was just something off about you know that hand-to-hand action and some of the stuff we saw just everything especially that last half hour or, or actually most of the episode i'm not going to say the last half hour with the confrontation with you know sam and bucky and Walker and the, the flag smashers, it felt rushed and nothing. Pl- you know how we talk about having, you know, having a beat to pause for whether it be a joke or an action spot. And there was none of that. And yeah. it, it wasn't like it was frenetic. You know, there's a difference between frenetic action and then action that's just kind of bland, but still doesn't have that pause beat. Right. And that, right. This, yeah, this was that, this was that. And that's, that, that, as much as anything else was disappointing because mm-hmm. if the action was on point, I would have still been disappointed with this episode. Don't get me wrong, but it could, it could have saved it, you know, at least half a point for me. Yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah, I, I will say, I thought they fought to end project insight yet. Like the red wings were able to, you know, face recognize everybody in the helicopter and figure out who was a pilot. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That, that was, was kind of cool. creepy. And then yeah. um, I feel like we were missing an end credit scene where Joaquin put the wings on and took off. Yes, that would have been cool. Because not having like Torres, you need a wingman. <laughs> not having Torres in this episode was a a, a a miscarriage of justice. Yes, I, I really like his character. That's not man. hyperbole at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, you're, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, all right. So out of, um, let's see, what can we do here? Um, I'm trying to think of some measurement system that we haven't done yet. Oh, out of busted up 10 Captain America shields, um, <laughs> out of five, what do you give it? I give it a three. Uh, it, it, unfortunately it is, it's a slide back from the last two weeks, which in my opinion were, were added like the, was so good. And I was so looking forward to this finale because of what the last two weeks did, but it, it, yeah. it just, it was a backslide for me. Well, uh, last week was written by Dallin Musson and the week before was Derek Kolstad, and the week before that was Derek Kolstad. Uh, the Derek Kolstad episodes, uh, episodes three and four, were my two were probably my two favorite episodes because uh, they were Zemo-y. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going two point five. Yeah. Um, this was almost as bad as the pilot. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. And again, some of the stuff I uh, that I you know it had like that Sam speech with Isaiah, which I really liked, uh, even though it was short. The suit, 
Uh, I thought the U.S. Asian like, suit even, was pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I, and I, I, I love that he I got. Wanna, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was about to say I love John Walker getting a win. Yes. So but there will be plenty of people who are mad about that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the in the mid credit scene was just stupid. It's like, yeah, I, it's like we already know this. Like, like it was it insulted my intelligence because we knew who she was from the minute she showed back up. Yeah, and I I do think that she's going to play a role in the upcoming in D plus series. Uh, I don't know which one, maybe Armor Wars or something like that. But, Secret because I know she was, yeah, I know she was talking about the text she can get a hold of. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Right. Like I mean, again, it, it, it I want to know more uh, about her and her. You know what happened in those five years? Because again, I like she is very bitter, yeah. and that's how I she how she became the power broker. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. So I, I want to see delve more into well, her character, a tokenized version of the power broker. Yes, to that's quote true too. our good, like, uh, <laughs> our, or the guy we're a fan of. We don't know him; he's not our friend. Um, <laughs> Eric, Eric D. July, Young Rupa Fifty. Be best friends. <laughs> you know, I, so, I feel yeah. I feel like we would get along with him. Um, you know, I don't know. We might annoy him because we're not like big L libertarians. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, all right, so. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to record. So we're recording this on Friday. So this episode comes out on Sunday. So after you listen to this episode, Sunday night, Monday, sometime, the, uh, the commentary for this episode will be up on our Patreon. If you want to check it out, um, it's going to be like Hulk Hogan versus Zeus. No holds barred. Uh, Daryl's going to wear silver bracelets and cling them together, uh, making sparks over and over again. Yeah. And, and let's not forget some, uh, I don't know when this, when we're going to maybe Monday or Tuesday as well, going to have a standalone for mortal combat. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Um, yeah. I, I was trying to watch it today just because I wanted something to do, but I I, could, I was too much going on, so I actually I just stopped watching it. Okay, it was like I... so yeah, I left for the gym this morning, six thirty ish, and I had two meetings. I got back from the gym, and the only time I had available during the day was twelve to one, <laughs> and my meeting that was supposed to end at twelve went until twelve twenty. Oh jeez. So yeah, I luckily like was able to to get through the whole episode like around lunch. So gotta love those type of days. No, I'm very tired. Yeah. So yeah, that was sarcasm. Uh, I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand sarcasm. You're too tired. No, I don't. I, I mean, I've just never understood it. I don't. I don't understand why people use it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only my native tongue. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is that is about as honest as you can get right there. Well, you know, I love sarcasm because then people don't ever know like am I being serious or not when I say something horrible. So <laughs> they just walk they'll they'll walk away and then they look over their shoulder at you like, like huh? Okay. 
they uh, he, it's like the serious? it's like the meme with the um the one black dude who's like huh you know what I mean like he kind of like crinkles up the one eye and like raises his lip and he's like uh like questioning face uh anyway but um yeah the U.S. agent suit by the way is is fantastic too um they did they did amazing costuming on the show um, yeah absolutely that that's probably the best thing um oh real quick throwback to Shang Chi. Um, why do they always use hip hop in Asian uh, previews? I swear the the trailer music, yeah, that one, that's absolutely true, and I don't know why. And number two, the trailer music that I've been seeing recently has been to say subpar is is letting off letting it off easy. Yeah. I'll just, I feel I'll like just keep it if that would have been a more like um, orchestral score. To some of that stuff, it would have been kind of cool. Yeah, like or even some sort of you know region appropriate music. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, uh... Anyway, all right, uh, cool. Well, on that note, uh, any last words? No, looking forward to Mortal Kombat though. No, it's Mortal Kombat. Ow! Fight! Get I know. I'm thinking about dragging out the PS3 so I can play Mortal Kombat 10. <laughs> PS3, wow. Or I'm thinking I might just go buy Mortal Kombat 11 tonight. But I was about to say 11. I think it's on sale. It's yeah. on one of those. Uh, they're they're in their spring sale. Yeah. So might be on so. there. Anyway, all right, we will keep going forever. All right, thanks guys for listening. We'll see you uh, later this week. Peace out. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.